0: Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce.
1: And good morning, everybody. We are ready to go. Are you ready to go for a Thursday in the big, fat city? Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. I don't know what got me thinking about this uh, this morning as I was driving in. Uh, what do you think takes more skill? Okay. Playing chess or running a 100-yard dash? Huh. What do you think takes more skill? Bowling? Or running a hundred yard dash, more skill. Not more athleticism. Skill. More what skill. takes more skill?
2: Well, anyone can run a hundred yard dash, yeah. and you run it fast. Correct. Does that take skill? No. Or I think I think I think bowling takes more skill than running a hundred yards. So
1: why do we refer to the running back position as a skill position?
2: Well, I mean they move laterally. Vision. That's athleticism. Catch passes. Athleticism. Maybe it's just maybe maybe we got lazy that day whenever whoever coined the phrase. Oh, we've been lazy
1: for decades.
2: No, we continue and will be lazy for eons to come. And, and the operative
1: word is lazy because when we put together our show, that's how we think. Time now for the lead.
0: The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park.
1: Brian right, Nathaniel Hacken met the media yesterday, like he does pretty much every week. He said he'd be okay with KJ Hamler taking some snaps in Saturday's exhibition finale against Minnesota. Hamler, coming off a hip injury and knee injury, he said he would like to play uh, for the first time since game three of last year, and added that uh, sitting out of more than a few practices was purely precautionary. He's completely fine. Completely, Hackett has said too many times to count he does not want to get his starters injured. It is fair to say, oh, well, maybe it isn't. I'm guessing the Broncos look at K.J. Hamler as their third wide receiver. Why the change mm-hmm. that he wants him out there uh, when in theory, you can make the case that he is a starter. Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. I thought of it myself, and unlike you, I did not need a teleprompter. This has been
2: ad-libbed completely. <laughs> Very nice. Of course, teleprompter only reflects words that you have written anyway. So there's still my thoughts. No, well, no,
1: I, I worked in a, I, when I was at CNN, we had yeah. writers when we could not finish
2: our writing. Yeah, well, I always finish my writing, so... I mean, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm very prepared, Eric. No, I didn't say that. Very, very. I, let me tell you how prepared I am. I'm pretty important. Let me tell you. I'm kind of so a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal, but no, I can't. A big deal. Yeah, thank you. I can't read People other. Know me. I can't read other people's writing. Talking about a skill set yeah. that I don't have. Yeah. I can't read other. Now I can read it. Yeah. But I can't, you know, dict. I can't dictate it. I, I don't. I don't do a good job reading it and putting it into words I, I can only do my own that's a weakness actually now that i figure it out 40 years later do me a favor look at the
1: 715 segment okay yeah all right on your uh you don't have your rundown in front of you young man
2: well oh no i've got it in front of me okay I just, you I, sure I, yeah, yeah okay you got it in front of you yeah okay read it as we talked about on the show yesterday when the story broke former chargers and cardinals head coach don Coryell was selected to the Hall of Fame by the Coaches Contributors Committee. Many Broncos fans are upset that Mike Shanahan didn't try to get it in on his first try, but John Elway was more measured, although it says measure. Yet, still disappointed, right, John? Okay, I wrote that, and you read that perfectly. No, not quite.
1: I stumbled. You stumbled because, clearly, um, you need to have it completely spelled out for you. But I digress. <laughs> uh, let's go back to what we were talking about. So isn't Hackett kind of going against what a little he's, bit? But but is there? You think there's
2: a reason why? I, I think that it's probably. I, I th- think that he's gauging his. I think he's gauging his guy, and the confidence that he needs to get in a situation. And he talked about it yesterday. KJ Hamler talked about it yesterday. Um, getting past that, coming down the first time with the ball, landing on things, getting, feeling the you know, the cushion that you've got to have when you come down off of a knee and a hip. Uh, So I get that.
1: I think you're getting way too in the weeds. I think the answer is pretty obvious. All right. He's got a better option potentially in Montreal, Washington. Uh, Maybe. Here, Gregory, we know Browning has played well. It's Gregory if he's Mm -hmm. healthy. Uh, Calvin Anderson played. Yeah, He knows he has a better option in Billy Turner. He wants to see if Hamler is his best option because Hamler, if he's 1A, then you could make the case that Montreal Washington is 1B. When you look at right tackle, Billy Turner is 1 and Calvin
2: Anderson is 2. I pushed K.J. Hamler on that answer yesterday too. Don't you get tired? And I understand it because it's players speak answering coach speak you know, well, I'll I'll check and see, you know, maybe he can play. Maybe he'd like to play a little bit and this, that, and the other thing. Then you ask the player, well, I'll defer to the coach and see what the coach, I just wanted, I just wanted an answer yesterday. And so I pushed him a little bit and I got an eye roll from him. And I don't care if I got an eye roll from him, but I want a player to say, yeah, I want to play. I I don't want to hear a player say, well, we'll see what coach, what whatever coach wants me to do. They've been coached. How lazy is that? They've been coached to say that. Yes, it's it's the old cliche.
1: I'm going to do what's best for the team. Yeah,
2: and and but please. they're
1: coached that. We you know you know who coaches them. Other media members, sure. Because sometimes or usually at the beginning of every season, at least with the rookies, they have a media member come in and right. say, "Here's the best way to answer questions, which is don't really say anything. Yeah. Don't give anybody anything to talk about. Yeah. So." If you think about this logically, Nathaniel Hackett talking about K.J. Hamler, I believe that he wants to see if K.J. Hamler is ready to go for game one, but he cannot come out and say, uh, I believe in K.J. Hamler. He can't say that. I believe in K.J. Hamler. I like his game. He knows the playbook, but I need to see if this guy is close to 100% because if not, I have another option waiting for me as opposed to Billy Turner. No, I don't want him to play. Because I need him to be healthy because when I look at my second option, it's not as appetizing. Right.
2: Absolutely. Those are the honest answers, but he's not going to say that. No. So anyway, my guess is we're going to see K.J. Hamler. I don't know how much we're going to see K.J. Hamler. I think it's a good thing. Hasn't played a game since game three of last year. And really in the three years now that he's been on, how much do we really know about K.J. Hamler? We know that he has trouble hanging onto the ball. We do know that. We do know that. We know he's really fast. But we knew
1: that coming out of college because that was probably the biggest knock on him. Yeah, it was. Was catching
2: the ball. K.J. Hamler, to me, was a little bit of a surprise where he was drafted and taken anyway. Based on, and look, I I like K.J. Hamler. I think he's got upside. But we haven't really seen enough of it to say definitively, well, I'll ask you this. Who do you have more confidence in right now Here today, as we're sitting, Montreal, Washington, Mm -hmm. or KJ Hamler? Montreal, Washington. You have to, because we've seen it with our eyes to this
1: point. Well, again, it goes back to the old cliche, availability is just as, if not more important than ability. Yeah. KJ Hamler hasn't been on the field enough. We have watched Montreal, Washington, in practice. He looks pretty good. He's a guy. But the key to me was when he caught that 19-yard pass, from Johnson. In traffic. Took a lick. Didn't have a problem going over the middle. Popped right back up. After getting popped. Popped. Yep. That. And he's not a big guy. No. So it, it was like the game whack-a-mole.
2: He got whacked and boom, he popped right back up. He's talked about that too. About the psychology of that. Never allowing the other guy to think that he's got one up on him. Right. Which is very interesting in a young player to hear that kind of Maturity? See, here, here's something else about Montrell Washington.
1: I lo- people in the media, fans too, want to be first on everything. They're not willing to be patient and wait to form an opinion. CBS Sports, as an example, they graded the Broncos draft. Like the like most of the draft, except for giving the pick of Montrell Washington a D minus. There were people around here saying. You took a guy in the fifth round. He would have been available later. Shouldn't have taken him. Small guy. I understand you're looking for a kick returner, but you don't need to pick a kick returner in the fifth round. It doesn't matter to me where a guy is picked if he's great. And don't say to me, well, we could have gotten him later. Maybe you could have, but maybe a team was just as hot in somebody else's trail as you are. If you like a guy, take him. It doesn't matter if It's a reach. It doesn't matter if it's a value pick. If you think the guy can play, take him. And if you take him no matter what round and he's really good, then you look like a genius. Right now, it looks like no fault of Nick Benito. But right now, Montrell Washington looks like the best guy in this draft class. Oh. As of today. And, And when I talk, and I'm guessing the same with you, everything is a snapshot of today. Right. I'm not big, honestly, on making predictions until I feel I have enough data to say, okay, I'm planting my flag on this guy, and if I'm wrong, then fine, hold me accountable to it. But I'm not the guy who's going to look at the schedule when it comes up. A uh, win, loss, loss, win, 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 loss. You don't know. If, no, you don't know if other teams' players are going to be injured, so on and so forth. But it's almost like right after a draft. Got to grade it. Got, <laughs> got to grade it because we got to get
2: it out yeah, there, yeah. and we need to make sure well, it's we like Well, we like lists. We, like, we love doing tidy little things, that, and they're talking points. They're right. things that you can kind of run off of each other, it, it, it's, and it's silly because it never rarely does it hold up. You, you know what is the greatest piece of candy for
1: sports talk radio guys like us? The greatest piece of candy that we just can't resist is, even if we're full, we know we're going to throw up on our mouth, but we're going to eat it anyway. Power rankings,
2: yeah. Power rankings week are to, big
1: week to week. Po- Where are the Broncos this week in week three. Who cares? Yeah, but you know what? We're sucked in because we got to eat the candy because it's a nice talker, and to your point, it's a list.
2: Love list, man. Lists are uh, lists are the are the are the is the feeding point. Of lazy sports talk Right Coming up After the break I'm going to ask Bruce Who
1: his favorite Co-host is Sitting in this room I have a feeling It is going to be A very short answer And we're going to talk about <laughs> Don Coryell Getting into The Hall of Fame There are a lot of people Around here Oh stop it That Mike Shanahan Should have gotten in what Stop is, What does is John Elway Think about Shanahan All Not right. getting in We will hear From Elway next Alright
0: out well, out You don't know what to, we can find. Why don't you come with me, little girl? On a magic carpet ride, well You, you know the day destroys a night, night divides a day. Try to run, try to hide. Morning drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back,
1: Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. If you're married like me, I would highly recommend you go to Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. My wife and I, we did our estate plan, our will, our living will through him. But even if you're single, even if you feel like, man, I don't have a lot of assets, you should absolutely talk to him to see what, for lack of a better phrase, what kind of coverage you need if, God forbid, something happens to you. Because there are a lot of things that you are leaving behind for your family members, that is going to be a nightmare to untangle like a ball of yarn. Take care of your family in a lot of different ways by working with Dan McKenzie at McKenzie Law. It's absolutely the best. Go to themckenziefirm.com.
0: Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com.
1: Okay, so we talked about it on the show yesterday. Uh, former Chargers Cardinals head coach Don Corriel, after waiting a very, very long time, and he passed away a long time ago as well, finally got into the Hall of Fame thanks to the coaches and contributors committee. They were only allowed to pick one person. A lot of Broncos fans. Chip on the shoulder. Man, they hate the Broncos in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Upset that Mike Shanahan didn't get in on his first try. But John Elway, more measured, yet still disappointed. Right,
0: John? Disappointing, obviously, because he's the best coach I ever played for. And so, you know, I think that, uh, you know, obviously Mike's going to eventually get there. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of great players and coaches out there, but uh, and Mike's Mike's in that line. And so, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll you know, Maybe next year. Hopefully it's next year, but he uh, definitely deserves to be in there because he had a great career. I think if you look where the game is today and what people are running offensively, a lot of it started with Mike and, and uh, you know, when he was in San Fran and then brought it to Denver and then expanded in Denver and then you know, Kyle's done a good job expanding it in, in San Francisco and then the tree underneath them with Bay and the other coaches under Mike. So. You know, you still see a lot of the influence that Mike had. It started back when he became a head coach in the mid-'90s, and, uh, you know, it's still carrying on, and a lot of people are still doing it.
2: Thanks, Channel 4, for that sound. Uh, No problem with Don Coriel, by the way. And we've talked about it a lot this week. Um, Unfortunately, the Hall of Fame isn't a you're in or you're out. There is a... (laughs) There is kind of a time honored waiting process that you oftentimes have to go through to get to the door. It's like that, it's like the long line uh, of uh, waiting to get in to see Springsteen you know, or, or whatever band it is that you like to see. A couple get in and then you wait for a while, and then a few more get in, and then you wait for a while, or maybe getting into the hot bar or something or other like that, you know, where two guys have to leave before you get in. That's not a very good analogy, but my point is this. You just got to be patient when it comes to things like Halls of Fame. Mike Shanahan is a Hall of Fame coach. He will be he will be recognized as a Hall of Fame coach in due time. Don corriel has been dead for 10 years, some 11, 12 years, something like that. Yep. Has been eligible for like 30-some years for the Hall of Fame. If we believe this, and he's been defined and described as the father of the modern passing game, why in the world hasn't he been in the Hall of Fame? You can make the same argument for Mike Shanahan, I mean for Don Coryell, as you can for Mike Shanahan, and Mike Shanahan's only been eligible for one year.
1: Okay. Let me put a couple of things into perspective. Is Mike Shanahan in the same sentence as Vince Lombardi, Don Shula, Landry, Noel, Walsh, just to name a few? No. Those guys are what we refer to as first- ballot hall of famers is mike shanahan a first ballot hall of famer well he's
2: been proven not to be well but i'm asking you no he's not he's not no he's not but you but right but now we get into degrees of hall of famers is a hall of famer a hall of famer or is a first ballot hall of famer more valuable than a guy that takes 30 years to get in yes really yes because at the end you all get the bust you do You all get the jacket. You all get the same decoder ring as we you t- all get the same stuff and you get to go to Canton and you get the same
1: again. I agree with Dion Sanders. There is a special room for many. Those are first ballot Hall of Famers. Now, let's put a couple of things into perspective here. Do I think Mike Shanahan should go into the Hall of Fame? Yes, especially when you look at other coaches who are in the Hall of Fame. Marv Levy, Tony Dungy, just to name a few. He is certainly in that category. I don't think any reasonable person would argue that. But this is where Shanahan fans are going to get really upset with me. For starters, after winning two Super Bowls, his overall playoff record was 8-6. and He won seven of those games in two years. He had arguably the best two- to three-year stretch in NFL history. I'm with you on that. Terrell Davis had one of the best three-year stretches in NFL history. Took him a long time to get in. So, if that is the case, he should ride the Terrell Davis train where it does take a while, but he eventually gets in. I don't think that's unfair, but something else to point out here. Just in terms of coaching, period. After winning those two Super Bowls over his final 14 years, he won a single playoff game. That's it. Now, is that, is that Hall of Fame material? I'm sorry, but it isn't. But I'll throw something else at you. I agree when you look over the last five years that his coaching tree has finally started to bloom. It has taken a very long time for that coaching tree to bloom because when you look at all the other coaches underneath him, you can make the case the best coach under him before LaFleur and Kyle and McVay was Gary Kubiak, the best guy on his coaching tree. But this is where fans are going to get mad at me and that's okay. Bring it. 3038311340. Don Coryell is widely considered the father of the modern passing game. He took what Paul Brown did mm-hmm. and improved it dramatically. Mike Shanahan is, seeing, is seen as being an innovator as well and I would agree. But what he did was not innovative. He took from two other people. He took Bill Walsh's passing game and Alex Gibbs' zone blocking, mm-hmm. and he combined them. He did not invent zone blocking. He did not invent the West Coast offense. He was smart enough to combine them, but those aren't his. That is not proprietary to him. What Bill Walsh has, proprietary to him. Don Corriel proprietary to him. Just like when you look at the Chicago Bulls, what makes – During the championship years, what makes Phil Jackson arguably the greatest coach of all time? Not X's and O's. It's because he was a great psychologist and he knew how to handle superstars to get them to play. But people will say, man, that Phil Jackson had that triangle offense. Uh Uh-uh. That was Tech's winner. Yeah, it was. He took somebody else's system and then combined it with his gift of managing egos. And that is a gift. One playoff win in 14 years. Do I believe he should go in? Yes. When you look at what is happening recently, yes, his coaching tree is finally starting to bloom. Honestly, he should go in more as a contributor than a coach, because when you win a single playoff game in 14 years, that is not Hall of Fame material. It's just not under any measure.
2: Well, Bill Parcells lost his last five. Okay, and Bill Parcells did not win a playoff game after winning his two Super Bowls. Mike Shanahan, and I'm not saying this is an apples to apples comparison, mm-hmm. won a playoff game after he won his two Super Bowls. Look, we're or I think you're talking, and I know I'm not putting words in your mouth, so you slap him out of mind if I if I'm wrong. We're talking about degrees of separation. I think that we can all agree. That the Bill Walsh's and the Shulas and the Landry's and the Lombardies, they're different. I think that we know it when we see it. I don't think that we need to read it. I don't think I, I think I think if we just understand the contributions and what they have done for the game and the way that they have coached and won at a consistently high level, um we know those
1: guys. Hey, let me ask you something. Is Chuck Knoll in the Hall of Fame if he doesn't have Terry Bradshaw? No. Well, no, he doesn't. Well, uh, you, well wait a minute. Show, I mean, show me a Hall of Fame coach. I'll show you a Hall of Fame quarterback outside of two. Okay. Bill Parcells and Joe right. Gibbs. And oh, by the way. Different era. Oh, d-
2: different. E- hold
1: on. Hold different on. era. Different oh, era. Oh, oh, by the way, Joe Gibbs. Learned at the feet of Don Coriel. Yeah. And so did John Madden. Yeah, but both Chuck, guys
2: won Super Bowls. But let's ease up on Chuck Noll. You're talking about a guy that won four Super Bowls. With the same quarterback. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. They also had the best defense. I agree. Maybe,
1: maybe. I agree. Historically. I'm just saying, generally speaking, show me a Hall of Fame coach and I'll show you his Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, uh, not with Gibbs, not with Parcells. And oh, by the way, with Shanahan, he inherited. John Elway, later, later in his career, right. give
2: absolutely give Shanahan credit for drafting Terrell Davis. If there hadn't and been Br- Terry Bradshaw, there would have been someone else. That's how good Chuck Knoll was. He gathered this group together, okay. and go look at the Hall of Fame, I'm if just, we're going to use that. I, go look and see how many Pittsburgh Steelers are in the Hall of I'm Fame fine, off of that Then I team. won't
1: use Knoll. You can find other... Other coaches. Okay. Don Shula, he didn't always win with great quarterbacks. No. Right? Tom Landry, uh, what did he win with Danny White? Nothing. No. But he did win with a Hall of Famer in Roger Staubach. Yes, he did. Okay. So, show me a Hall of Fame coach, I'll show you a Hall of Fame quarterback. Look, Look at Bill Belichick. What if he never had Tom Brady? What was he winning with Drew Bledsoe? Nothing. Didn't do anything in Cleveland. That's right. Had a Hall of Fame quarterback. The, the two do go hand in hand. And as we have found out through recent history, who would you rather have, Brady or Belichick? Brady.
2: You'd rather have Brady. But boy, I'll tell you, Belichick's not far behind on that one because of the way that he has, there has been no coach in the modern game, in my opinion, that adjusts more and makes the most out of the pieces of the puzzle that he has it doesn't have to end up looking the way that everyone else looks right he does things differently he'll cut guys that we all think are contributors at odd times because he understands great coach he's fantastic no one's gonna
1: argue that no question about it. and when you look at the historically great coaches in the nfl bill belichick is the only one who consistently had to deal with the free agency era
2: yeah That's exactly true.
1: Where your roster is turning over a third every single year, but your common denominator is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Coming up after the break, Rockies get blasted yesterday 16-4. to Their record is... uh, Are they on pace to potentially have the worst record in franchise history? And if so, who takes the fall? We'll talk about it. Or does anybody take the fall? That's next.
2: Yeah.
0: Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman, Hurdle.
1: Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to pinnacleden.com.
1: Okay, Rockies
0: yesterday blasted
1: again, this time 16 to 4. Their record is 54 and 71. Team has lost seven of its last 10, certainly heading in the wrong direction. Optimistically, Okay. The Rockies have 37 games to go. Uh, if they finish with a 500 record, roughly, they'll be 72, and they'll hit that magic number of 90 losses. 72 wins, 90 losses. In the meantime, they are facing a 10-game road trip. Facing the Mets, one of the best teams in baseball. Braves, one of the best teams in baseball. And the Reds, one of the worst teams in baseball. Reasonable prediction for their losses, because right now, their all-time worst record in terms of losses, they had 98 of those. And believe it or not, it was not in their inaugural season. That was in 2012. Next worst, 2014, they had 96 losses. And then in 1993, their inaugural season, in 2005, Todd and the Toddlers, it was 95 losses.
2: They're on a pace right now to finish 70 and 92, although that pace is inaccurate because you're taking the whole year and figuring on a 430 pace. They are 11 and 21 in the season's second half, playing at a 353 pace. So they are on a pace to seriously threaten 100 losses.
1: Right, because 10 wins and 27
2: losses puts them at 98 losses. Exactly. Now... The last 16 games of the season are all against division opponents battling for playoff spots. San Francisco's probably not in that list. Correct. But San Diego and the Dodgers are, and so they're playing all divisional rivals. By the way, how do you like their final five games? Dodgers,
1: Dodgers, 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 and Dodgers on the road. In L.A. I believe that's
2: on now, the road. And actually, it's yeah. Did you did you do it five times or six? Five, because it's six. Oh, is it six games? Oh yeah. My bad. Okay, six games. Dodgers. Six. There you go. Thank you. Uh, look, the Rockies are an absolute mess. It's a developmental squad right now. It's not a major league team. It's uh, I don't know if players are being used under a mandate right now to get an idea of what they have, which by the way isn't a lot, heading towards February. And that farm system is stocked with nothing. Not much. No, they do they they do have guys. They've, and got got not, a, they've got they've got a few guys. But it's, they're in low A ball. Well they've got a guy at double A in Ezekiel Tovar who yeah. is fantastic. And I mean fantastic. He was, I think, one of the best players in spring training at shortstop.
1: Yeah, talking well, about it.
2: Yeah, now he's a really good player.
1: Okay. I'm not debating that he's not, but we heard that about Ian Stewart. We heard that about a lot of guys. Get up here. Let's see what you can do. How many years were we teased
2: with Brendan Rodgers? Well, Brendan Rodgers is a good player. Brendan Rodgers has like about a 3.8 war. He's a top 50 guy in Major League Baseball and war. He is... Took uh
1: forever. Well,
2: I mean, I hear you, but I mean, but I mean I'm talking about what we have now... And I'm a. I like the rock. I want to no. I
1: want to like the Rockies. Quoting Caddyshack about Brendan Rodgers. Well,
2: we're waiting. <laughs> I've sentenced people like you, younger than you, <laughs> to the death. Didn't want to do it. Felt like I owed it to them. Okay, fine. Look, all right. We'll get the Caddyshack. Tommy boys next. Next hour we'll do Never Tommy boys. Never saw Boy. it. Never saw it. Oh my God. Well, if you like Caddyshack, you'll love Tom. I'm not well. a big Chris Farley, David Spade guy. Okay, but it's funny. Anyway. Uh, wow,
1: that was dismissive. Well, jackass, it's funny. Well,
2: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, I don't know who... Bud Black... Maybe Bud Black takes the fall for this. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But maybe he doesn't because this organization doesn't make those kind of changes. Here. They They They, they, they never do. They're the most insular, most... Uh, I've never seen an organization run like this organization is run. It's run like I, I, I thought that the the signing of Chris Bryant was so misdirected. I don't why oh. they, did, did if he was healthy, which he's not and
1: you couldn't predict and you couldn't predict all this stuff this year because he doesn't have a long history of injuries, would it have made them better? Slightly. But, okay. I mean, slightly. Isn't that
2: the goal? Well, I mean, we're talking about a team that's going to lose close to 100 games. Well, he barely played. Slightly better. And and listen, how many home runs does he have at Coors Field? Again, he's barely played.
1: None. I liked the signing when it happened because you could make the case and make them better. This is the problem that I had with them. I didn't have a problem with signing him. I have a problem because I think they bid against themselves. Yes. That's my problem. I don't think they had to pay him that much, but when you looked at their lineup before Chris Bryant, it was a, it
2: wasn't a who's who; it was a who's that. I have real issues with the way that the Rockies have conducted business, starting with oh, yeah. starting with DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu, the. the Inability to read the room on DJ LeMahieu. I feel like this is the, a therapy
1: session. A little for bit, you, yeah.
2: A little bit, and I'm sorry. So to stop me out. and pull me out of the weeds when, when no, you you're need right. to. DJ LeMahieu, I was, I was really surprised, not stunned, but surprised that they didn't understand more of what he meant <clears throat> to that locker room, to that clubhouse. You know why they didn't sign him, right?
1: We got Brendan
2: Rodgers. Well. Look, I'm not going to dump on Brendan Rodgers. No, He's, that's why they—that's why no. they did it. And, and Brendan, we have Ro- Brendan Rodgers, right? And Bre- and it's taken he can play second base. It's taken time to get there, but Brendan Rodgers is one of the things right now that's right about the Rockies. There aren't many things that are. He was
1: like the number two pick in the draft. Yeah. He better be.
2: Well, okay. well for all the draft okay, but blown. I mean, he finally got there. Yeah. Then. Then you get then you get the Nolan situation you sign him to the deal that seems right at the time right mm-hmm. wouldn't have had I don't think any of us had any any took any exceptions to the deal that was signed nope but then you turn around you trade him to St. Louis and by the way here's 51 million dollars to take him off of our hands right and you're getting Austin Gomber on the other side you get a few other guys but they're just dudes filling out rosters and 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 then all of a sudden, Trevor Story. You don't get anything for him at the trade deadline. Well, we got a compensatory pick for him. He, he wasn't going to come back, but he wasn't going to come right. back no matter what. No but, matter but what you, you offer. But you could have traded. You could have traded. Him. I agree. And now, now maybe they come back. What with, about John Gray? And David John Gray, Gray they same they got nothing thing. For him? They got nothing for John Gray. Right. I agree. John Gray is a guy. Right. He's a rotation guy. Yeah. Uh, it it is it is stunning to me. So you make then you make a move like with Chris Bryant. I like the move. I didn't like it
1: the would, move. It would have made him better. But no, can't predict you can't predict injuries.
2: Yeah, but but they need more than Chris Bryant and they paid him way too much Won't disagree for where he is in his career. And look, I like Chris Bryant. I've got no problem and Chris Bryant has been a hell of a ball player. But he's not going to make a fundamental difference in on a roster like the Rockies, unless you surround him with better pieces, they don't have big league pieces I agree. that can win. So,
1: a lot of people have been very critical of Bud Black this year for the way he's managed games. Here's the thing. He signed a contract extension yeah. in May for one year, so he has one more year left. Um, this is the way... Um, I, I, I'm exaggerating a bit, but when you look at the history, you can make the case it's actually kind of true. Okay. Um, let's say... okay. Let's say there is a GM opening with the Rockies. First of all, um, Dick doesn't have anybody in his Rolodex he can call. So what he does is he peeks his head out of his office door and says, anybody interested in becoming the GM, come on down to my office.
2: That's the way he hires. I guess Bill Schmidt was the first one in line then.
1: Bill Schmidt with a brilliant record of drafting. As I was told by a former Major League executive, Bill Schmidt wouldn't even sniff an interview with 29 other teams, and the Rockies hired him. He wouldn't even sniff an interview with another team. How many all-stars has Bill Schmidt been a part of in terms of the draft? And at last count, I think over the course of 20-plus years, he has drafted I think 5 or 6 all-stars. Yet he's the guy to be the GM. He did make some nice moves, but but overall I think he's over his head and at the end of the day it's about your record. I don't think they fire Bud Black. He continues on as long as he's a good soldier and he doesn't complain. And he is and he
2: is a good soldier. Love and it, by the way, guy. and he's and he's a very good baseball man. Yes, he he's He a a, he's a very good baseball man. He uh he took a club that was at one point, and here's the saddest thing about this whole equation this was a team on the come. This was a club that had some pieces that were pretty intriguing, that got to the postseason in consecutive years and then won a wild card game in that second year. What, 2018 was it? And that was a team that was fun to watch, competitive had good young arms, uh, needed some work with the bullpen. They swung and missed. They they, they paid for a, a really expensive bullpen. It didn't quite work out for them. Again, I don't... But, but they tried to get better. I, I appreciated it that. Right. I, I really did. But after that, man, the it, they started to get a little threadbare. Then things started unravel. And now it's like, well, we've got a really good ballpark and it's a good bar. Probably the best outdoor bar in all of sports. We'll just let the people keep coming. And that's why when late in the season, the Arizona Diamondbacks are in town, they draw over 100,000 people to see games against two bad baseball teams because Coors Field is such a cool place to go
3: and do it regardless of who's there. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? Speaking of the Rockies, their 2023 schedule is out. We'll break it all down. And Pat Bev is on the move again. We'll tell you where. That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
2: So the D. got a couple of couches, sleep on the love seat. it came saying I'm insane to complain about a shotgun.
0: Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back.
1: Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, deck, fence, anything like that, Go with Rocky Mountain Forest Products, rmfp.com. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word. Are you ready? Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine. Well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mount High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com.
3: Just in case you missed it, for the first time in history, the Rockies will face all 29 teams in 2023. The schedule includes 13 games against each National League West rival, two series at home and two on the road. A One at home and one road series against each NL East and Central team in at least one series either home or road with each American League opponent. Also, the Yankees will be in town from July 14th through the 16th. What do you think about this new change in the MLB schedule?
2: Well, anytime that you're not playing 19 games and you're playing fewer games in the um, National League West, is probably should be helpful for a team like the Rockies. I like the fact that they're going to be able to play everybody. It gives folks a chance to see some of the teams that you don't get to see for a three- or four-year
1: cycle, so I'm good with it. People ask me all the time if I'm related to my good friend, Drew Goodman, to which I say I'm not. He is better looking than me, but I am taller than him. Ah. With that, I will do my best Drew Goodman impersonation right. on the broadcast as Eric Goodman. Hey, the Rockies 2023 season season is out and if you want to go to any games this year we have a special package for you that includes the yankees
2: yes that's exactly right yankees will be in denver
1: it includes the yankees every ticket package includes the yankees what
2: will be the 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 breakdown of Rockies fans, Yankees fans Right In Coors Field for that series
1: You ever see the the movie or the musical The Producers In which The the, the main character Whether it's Nathan Lane, or Mostel, He takes money from people Yeah Okay And gives them 100% of the profit (laughs) Well I'm wondering if the Rockies Are going to keep offering this Yankees package And eventually run out of
3: tickets Might do that I think you can count on 48,000 strong for each of those three games and no three question. sellouts. No question. Just in case you missed it, the Los Angeles Lakers are acquiring Patrick Beverly from the Utah Jazz for Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson, two younger players. But I want to know, what does this move acquiring Beverly mean for Russell Westbrook? Uh,
2: Russell Westbrook is a millstone around any team's neck at this point. That ship has sailed so far that you're basically trying to get out from underneath him. Hard to do with the contract that he has. I like the move, though. Patrick Beverly is a defensive player, and the Lakers need to get better defensively. This is a move, frankly, that has LeBron James written all over it. Right.
1: And then if Anthony Davis comes back, look at the type of defense and offense that you have on the floor at the same time. All right. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you got to check out the new uh, clearance center in Denver off of I-70. Their building was big already with that clearance center. Now it is absolutely enormous. You're going to have lots of different product to choose from. Mountain High Appliance, they have the best product out there by far. They can help you find something to fit your budget. They can also help you redesign an entire kitchen. And it's their sales staff that really makes the difference. You walk into a big box store, you have some guy who probably has worked there for six months, doesn't want to be there for another six months. They really can't help you. When you make an investment, like an appliance, you want to work with a sales staff that has been there for decades that really can understand what you want and need. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, Bradley Chubb says he is counting on a much-improved offense to help him. How is that possible? Well, we'll tell you next.